see your hand. See, yeah, amen. Now, all of you that didn't raise your hand, listen up. Amen. Let's go to Zechariah 9, verse 12. The Lord has been giving me this scripture for a month. Amen. A whole month. Zechariah 9, 12. It talks about being a prisoner of hope. And I'll let you decide. Amen. I can tell you this. I am a prisoner of hope. Amen. Prisoner of hope. You don't lose hope. You hope against hope like Abraham. Abraham hoped against hope. You know, even when he was a 100 years old and he still believed the word of God that he would be the father of many nations. And so he was a prisoner of hope. And so are you. Amen. So in Zechariah 9, 12. It says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. And that word stronghold, it means fortress. It means a place of safety. Amen. It says, even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. So God will restore double to you whatever you have to go through. Whatever you are enduring is giving you a headache. If you have to hang in there and not quit, God's going to, he's going to restore you. Didn't it say I will restore you? So there's restoration involved in keeping the hope alive. Staying in hope and not giving up. There's restoration. Amen. There's everything that you need wrapped up in being a, a prisoner of hope. Amen. You know, sometimes you may have to hide. Sometimes you may have to, uh, Get out of circulation for a while. But the main thing is you have not given up on the God that has promised you. Our God is faithful. Amen. That word hope means confident. Expect expectation. Are you expecting? Are you confident that your God can supply all of your needs? So you have to be that word hope means confident expectation. And it's uh with sure basis, you know, you're not on shaky ground. You're on solid. Uh, you have a solid confidence in God that he is going to meet your needs, that he is going to do the impossible. Remember the impossible. What's impossible with man is possible with God. It's in a lot of things that God asks us to do is impossible. Amen. But it's doable. Amen. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so we must be prisoners of hope. In other words, you cannot give up. So return to the strongholds. That's a place of safety. You And I'm reading this, I think, out of the uh, Good News translation. Return to the stronghold, uh, place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. Does that clarify it a little bit? All those prisoners who still have hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Blessings for trouble. Return to your place of strength. See, a fortress is a place of strength. Amen. Those who hope will have great influence in the, in the earth because people are bound to hope. You know, something keeps you going. Even when you your flesh want to give up, 
Are you a prisoner of hope? Yes, you are. Something keeps you uh, just expecting, even if your expectancy is not at a high level, but you still are hoping or something is in your mind saying, I wonder when or I wonder if God is still going to do this. And you won't let go. That's your prisoner of hope. And when you are a prisoner of hope, I'm telling you, you will make it to the finish line. Amen. And it's nothing wrong with hope. Hallelujah. Amen. People use this excuse. Hope, well, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I'm tired of hearing that. My heart ain't sick. Every day I get up, I'm full of excitement because I know every day I wake up is a day closer to the breakthrough. Amen. And so you have to stay encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord like Paul um, Paul did. He encouraged himself even when he was in jail. See, you can't let your natural surroundings dictate how you're going to feel. You can't allow your natural surroundings to dictate your mood or uh, your attitude. You have to stay encouraged in the Lord. And the best way to stay encouraged in the Lord is to not lose hope. Amen. Return to your place of strength and stay there. You know, stay in your word. Pray. Pray with your prayer partner. Declare and decree. Do all those things. And you do that in your private sanctuary. Amen. Hallelujah. In your fortress. And so you stay there until God comes. He will surely come. Amen. You know, God never, he never not does what the word says he's going to do. You know, God and the word agree. Whatever he says in his word, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. So anyone can have hope after breakthrough comes. But what about before breakthrough? There's a time between breakthrough and uh, storms of life situations, everything that's going on. Are you a prisoner of hope during those times? Do you give up or do you stay in faith? Amen. And so you have to know and understand where you fit and just stay there. Amen. These storms of circumstance, you cannot let them rule your life just because it looks like it's not going to happen. You, you really have to talk to yourself. And you cannot do this without staying in the word of God. It's just not going to happen. You have to have a joyful anticipation that something good is going to happen, even though you don't feel like it, because we don't move by, we're not moved by our feelings. You know, the Bible tells you we, the just shall live by faith. You can't live by how things look. Stop looking at how things look. And trust the vision that God has given you. We have to live from God's vision, not from our own. Not what we see in the in natural sight. But what we should do is pray and ask God to give us his vision. You know, take your eyes and give, give me a, a, a heavenly vision. You need to see what God sees. Amen. If you don't see what God sees, you need to, you need to get, make friends with God. And just start to talk to him and let him know, look, I'm not and I'm not encouraged. And you he'll give you a word and he'll drop his love on you. He really will. And he'll let you know, look, it's not time. I didn't do it yet, but it's coming. 
You know, I even got a word. It's right around the corner. I won't say, well, how many corners is that? (laughs) But you just have to let God know how you feel. You understand what I'm saying? And jump in there with two feet and get in faith. And just start acting. Look, you can act like you already have what you're waiting on. There's nothing wrong with acting like you have what what God says you already have. Because it's already done in the spirit realm. It just, it just hasn't manifested in the natural. But you cannot give up. You have to keep pursuing. Keep praying. Keep believing. You know, and, and stay in God's face. You know, that's the time when we get mad and God don't see us. But you have to stay in his face. Continue to pray. Continue to ask. Remember the woman that kept bugging the king. And he says, I'm not afraid of your God. So you're not going to change my mind. I mean, you're not going to scare me into giving you a yes answer. But she stayed in his face so much. He said, okay, I'll do it and just leave me alone, you know. Well, I'm not saying be rude to God, but you have to keep reminding him because how else will he know that you believe and you're anticipating what he's promised? This is how you anticipate what God has promised by always reminding him that God, you know how old I am now. You know, I know, you know, I mean, you know, God's not going to bite you for that. You know, and I know, you know, better than me. But when is this going to (laughs) come? I'm still believing. Sometimes God just wants to know if you're still believing what he has promised you. Because a lot of people change their mind. They think they're too old or they, they change their mind or God didn't ever tell me that or whatever the devil tells them. And so they change and they, they stop pulling. They stop pulling with their faith. And so these things get hung up somewhere between starting and finishing. There's in the middle, there's still the prop, there is the promise and, and all it needs is somebody to get motivated in their faith and have some hope, don't lose hope, you know, so that it can manifest in the natural. Amen. If you're down in the dumps and if you're, you're depressed, encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Most prisoners of hope are tired, but they know how to stay in there and hang in there. Don't give up. Amen. You know, life is hard and God never promised that it wouldn't. It was going to be easy, but he did promise that you would get victory. And so you have to remember these things. And so just stay. um, How would I say? Stay patiently expecting. Stay patient, but expect God to come through for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're prepared. For any situation, and this is a prisoner of hope speaking, amen. A prisoner of hope have the willingness to pay the price. In other words, we know that there's a price to be paid, and prisoner of hope don't mind paying the price. You know, we we found out, okay, this ain't going to be easy like I thought. So we stay in faith, and we stay with it until we see victory, amen. Hallelujah. Now, hope is not wishful thinking. But it's a solid uh, certainty. It's a solid certainty based on God's promises. See, your hope is based on a promise. Amen. Not only is it based on a promise, it's based on the blood uh, and an oath. 
and a promise. And so you have um, every confidence, or you should have every confidence that what God says he's going to do, he's going to do it. But what we do, we start to try to figure out how God's going to do it, which is none of our concern. Amen. We should not try to figure out how God is going to do something because he's just going to do it a different way. He's not going to do it the way you want him to. He's going to do it a different way because that's how God does. He doesn't take orders from us. We take orders from him. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to be influenced by God that we have the victory. And when you don't understand things, just say, you know what? I got the victory anyway. And so this is how God wants his children to react. You know, so don't give up. You know, stay in there. Stay in your fortress of security. Stay in your fortress of safety. You know what I'm saying? Stay in the ark of faith because that's where your safety is. That's where your um, your faith is. And that's where your release is going to come. You know, uh, your your times of rest, you find that all in, in the fortress of safety. You know, when you rest before the Lord, when you pray and sing and, and worship before him. You, we, we can't get away with not doing these things, especially in the, in the days that we're living in. We're expected to do all of these things. Amen. Hallelujah. The prisoner of hope. Does not give up or fear or amen. We don't fear. If you fear, if you feel fear coming on, you get rid of that thing. You can speak to that fear and get rid of it. Amen. So we, we, and we have to watch our attitude. Amen. Because you do, you know, your attitude, a negative attitude can cause you to become, uh, become, uh, when you don't don't expect a negative attitude can cause you not to expect God to do what he's going to do. So not only does it hurt everybody else, it hurts you, too. So when you are expecting God to do something or when you want God to do something, keep your attitude right before him. Amen. Because that bad attitude, that's really what that is. A bad attitude is negativity. And it's constantly speaking to us, and it's speaking to everybody else that it meets. And it's saying, I'm a failure, or I'm upset because I'm not getting what I want. It's just best to stay pure in your attitude. Attitude comes from your heart. And so we have to keep a pure heart before God and always expect God to do the impossible. Amen? See, you have to remember that the impossible is doable. It looks impossible, but it's doable. Are y'all here today? Okay, so you need to pay attention. and I mean, because this is important. You know, you need to know that. You need to be a prisoner of hope and not give up. Amen. When we're facing challenges, we don't lose sight of the promise. You have to keep reminding yourself over and over. And I'm talking about out loud. Anything that you have to do to remind yourself that God is still going to do it, you have to do that. Amen. Because let me tell you about the devil's voice. He can speak pretty loud. And so you have to speak louder and and resist. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. This is how you resist Satan. You resist him with the word of God. 
You resist him with an uh, uh, attitude of expectancy. You resist him when you're in faith and when you, you cry out to God when things get tough. You know, keeping a healthy relationship between you and God. Just keep honesty between you and God, even when you don't know how to to have a relationship. You ever uh, been a friend of a friend of a friend or however, whatever, but you didn't really know how to be a friend to them? You wanted to be a friend to them, but you didn't know how? It's kind of like how sometimes we get with God. We want to be a friend. But we're reluctant to step up and develop that relationship. Is anybody here understand what I'm saying or did I mess that up? Okay. And so we are reluctant sometimes to encourage our relationship with God because we don't know how he feels. But we should. We should. See, the word of God keeps you in the love of God. And it keeps reminding you that God is going to do this for you, you know. And so what you have to do is always cast down those vain imaginations, cast down all of this stuff that's not of God, all these voices that come in your mind, shut them down. Who else is going to do it? Let me know. No, Nobody else is going to shut these voices down except you. And so anything that opposes uh, the promises or opposes you because you are standing for a promise, you have to shoot it down. Amen. And don't worry about what other people are thinking or doing. We need to get over that. Forget about what, because these people, they're just trying to survive just like they may act like they got it all together, but they don't. And they're just trying to survive. So what we're all doing is trying to survive. We're prisoners of hope, and we our hope is in Christ Jesus, and he will never let us down. Think about that. When those uh, bad thoughts flood your mind, when that negativity hits you and said, that's impossible, it's never going to happen, and just tell the devil, yeah, but it's doable. <laughs> it's impossible with man, but it's doable with God. Hallelujah. And we need to start answering the, the devil back. It's like the Lord was showing me. He says, Christians don't do enough resisting. And that we resist each other in a heartbeat. But we don't resist the devil. Because if we would resist the devil, we wouldn't have the opportunity so much to resist one another. Amen. So God is declaring over us restoration and double because of the thief that has stolen from us and so this is what god is saying he's saying i'm going to give you double you prisoner of hope all you that have been expecting and haven't quit and didn't give up he says i'm going to give you double for your trouble amen he says i'm going to restore his his exact words is i'm going to restore double let me see let's go back to the text Verse 12, it says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare, now this is a declaration that God is making, that I will restore double to you. For I have, well, I'm not going to go to that verse 13. But anyway, he says, I will restore double to you. He is going to restore double. 
So there's restoration involved. Amen. If you hang on, hang on and don't give up. If you've given up, repent and tell God, you know what, God, I'm back. Have you ever told God I'm back? Guess, guess who's that? Me. You have to go back and tell God, you know, God, I'm back. I repent. I'm sorry. I got weak and I, but I'm back and I'm not going to do this again. Amen. And so you have to go back and take your stand again and resist the devil and he will flee from you. You have to do a lot of resisting. If you don't resist, the devil ain't going nowhere. Amen. He'll be hanging around because when you resist him, he comes back at a later date when he tried to get another strategy against you. But guess what? That strategy gets shot down, too, because you got victory. I'm telling you. You have victory. God is declaring. So he's declared, you prisoner of hope, I declare that I will restore double to you. Amen. God will restore double for your trouble because you you have hung around and not given up, not quit. God's got a blessing for you. It's been too long now. Collect your reward. <laughs> Keep hoping and never give up. In other words, never give up. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't put hope in how you feel. Put hope in what's been promised to you. God is not a liar. Amen. We never waver in hope. So you can't be in hope and waver at the same time. And so you never waver. If you start to waver, you repent. And you get in the word and get your mind clear and you get right back to the job of believing God, believing the word of God. Amen. You know what? You couldn't quit hope if you tried because a prisoner of hope is shackled to hope. It's like you handcuffed to hope. You couldn't stop if you wanted to. Now, I'm not saying people don't stop and take a vacation, but you know what usually happens? When they're over their anger or over their whatever it is, they go right back to hope because that's all you have. You're shackled to hope. And when eventually you'll go right back and you'll be that person that God, you're declaring the word, laying hands on somebody, commanding them to be healed. That's what us prisoners of hope do. Amen. You declare and you believe. Hallelujah. And you don't let the devil uh spook you and a lot of people are in the spooking business if you know what i mean don't let the devil spook you amen stand firm things got to get better we're not hopeless but we're full of hope so we are not hopeless people you know why because god's already done it see you you really got to talk to yourself god has already done what he says he's going to do amen he's just trying to teach you how to get it by your faith and one thing you cannot do is you cannot show weakness to the devil amen that's why uh, we are prisoners of hope we're attached to our hope and our hope we don't go away from our hope we stay with it amen hallelujah we're not hopeless we're blessed and not forgotten. You know, sometimes we feel like God has forgotten us. He's not forgotten you. 
Amen. Hallelujah. We're the head not to tell. You got to preach the word to yourself. Hallelujah. The double blessing is not based on, and this is important, our performance. But that double, giving you double for your trouble, is based on his faithfulness. Amen. See, he's faithful to bless you because you're standing for something that was promised to you. Because, see, what you're doing is we're standing, you're getting the benefit of what uh, what God is doing. He has a standing for a promise. We're going to get the benefit. Amen. But then he's going to turn around and give us double for our trouble because of his faithfulness and his righteousness. Amen. God loves us. And I think he just wants a reason to bless us all the time. He loves us so much. Do you just believe that? You know, sometimes you just have to go away by yourself. And I don't mean take a vacation and get on a plane or sabbatical. Not talking about that. Just get away by yourself and just think about the goodness of God. Think about what God is doing in your life. Think about he chose you. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. We need to start taking him more seriously. Amen. And the double blessing, you know, um, what's his name? Job got a double blessing. He had been through the meal and God blessed him for his trouble. And he was, you know, his double blessings that he had a whole nother set of kids. He was richest man in the in the land. Amen. People had to come to him for credit. He was the man. So God will exalt you in due season. I'm telling you, but you have to stay with God and not give up. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 62. Hallelujah. Psalm 62. <sighs> And it says here, let's see, Psalm 62, verse 5. It says, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. Amen. He he only he only is my rock and my salvation and he is my defense. I shall not be moved. And this is what we tell we tell ourselves i will not be moved he is my rock and my salvation hallelujah i am depending on god he is my hope he is my fortress i'm not moving i'm gonna stand i've been waiting this long i'm gonna stand long a little longer amen let's go to psalm 33 Verse 18. Okay. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. Amen. His eye is on those who hope. In other words, those whose hope is in God, those who are waiting for God to do what he says he's going to do. God says his eyes are on you. Amen. He wants to bless you. He is interested in you. Amen. God says that his, his, 
your hope will not fail you. See, it's it's like God is a sure bet. And he is not you when you put your faith and your hope in him, you're not gambling. Amen. He's a sure bet. Hallelujah. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And that's the anchor that keeps you and makes you solid. Stay, stay hooked up to God. Stay hooked up to the spirit of the Lord. Cause that's the anchor that holds you solid. In fact, that's the only thing that's gonna make you strong. That's the only thing that is dependable. You can't depend on anything else. Your money, your cars, your whatever it is, your job. Nothing is more dependable than God. Amen. Hallelujah. It makes you solid. Hallelujah. So there is always a thread of hope. You know, no situation is ever. How can I say that? No situation is ever um, hopeless. Is always a, a thread of hope. I don't know how you say it, shred of hope, thread of hope, whatever. There's always hope in whenever God is involved in something. In other words, you never, you must never give up because God can come in at any time. He's an 11th hour God and he's the God of the midnight hours. You can't, you can't try to figure out how God's going to do this thing. And it does look impossible but it's doable amen you have to remember that and when the devil start telling you this will never happen that's look how long it's been you need to start talking to him and i don't mean just two or three times a day every time he tries to minister doubt and unbelief to you you need to speak up and let him know no this is going to work for me because jesus is my hope and I have no, see, when you don't have a plan B, C, D, E, or F, God comes all the more strongly and more quicker. He comes and he does not uh, disappoint you. Amen. So those, the Bible says those who hope are not disappointed. Hope does not disappoint. Hope encourages and it holds you. It holds you in that place until that time. Amen. And so you must stay with God and stay with hope. And if you only have a a shred of hope or a thread of hope, hold on to that. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are a prisoner of hope, you are anchored to hope. Hope has, hope has, um, shackled you, but in a natural sense, I I just want to show you hope has you handcuffed. And when you go different places, you're dragging hope along, which is good. So in a sense, hope is not giving up on us. Amen. So always stay with hope. Don't ever give up on hope. Amen. And hope won't give up on you. <laughs> if you if you stay anchored to hope, you won't drift away. You know, if you anchor to something and you on the water, you, you won't you won't drift off. And so in the same sense, hope is is holding on to you just like you're holding on to it. And and you're like I look at it like a life raft because it is. Amen. 
Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Why? Because you're anchored to hope. Hallelujah. In other words, all your days won't be bad. You will have a lot of good days. Amen. And you have a sense that God is fighting for you behind the scenes. See, hope is your faith and hope will encourage you and let you know, look, God is working in your behalf. It don't seem like it, but God is working on your behalf. So don't give up. Keep fighting. Stay encouraged. Amen. When you want to give up and you don't want to be encouraged, it's like some days you don't want to be a Christian. Be a Christian anyway. Amen. And stay encouraged. Hallelujah. And this is how people become consistent. You know how people become consistent? They make themselves do it all the time every day until it becomes second nature. So keeping hope and keeping courage should be second nature. If it's not, it will be if you continue to resist that devil. Amen. You must resist him and have a sense that God is fighting for you. If you don't know it, tell yourself that anyway. Amen. Recite the word of God and and tell yourself, oh, you know, God is doing this and he's doing that. Even if you don't feel it, the Bible didn't tell you. God didn't say you had to feel it. He says you need to know it. If you keep preaching to yourself, you will know it. Amen. (laughs) But God is behind the scenes. And you can become, I know, you can become consistent. You can become consistent just rebuking the devil and resisting him. Amen. Staying consistent despite the negative circumstances. See, circumstances can't touch you. Because you're in a place with God where he protects you. Amen. Because see, hope also protects you. Let's go to Joel 3, the book of Joel. See what it says. Eleven. Let's see. No. Verse 16. Didn't get it yet. Okay, Joel six three sixteen. Let me see if I'm you sure I got that right. Okay. And it says the Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter. For his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So so um, God will not let you down. Amen. He will roar his voice from Zion. Look, people are crazy to mess with you. Don't ask me where that came from. But it woke y'all up. Amen. But I'm telling you, God, God will protect you. Amen. He will do everything he can to keep your confidence in him alive. So if he has to fight for you, if he has to bless you, I mean, he he wants to keep you close to him. Amen. And amen. Somebody got it. 
And so it says he'll be a shelter for his people. Amen. He'll be a strong tower. He'll be your strength to the children. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 4. God is with you. He's not left you. You left him. But he's still in the same place waiting on you to come back. So he can finish what he started in your life. See, that's the good thing about God. He's forgiving. He forgives you. And he don't throw it up in your face. Romans 4.17. It says, as, as it is written. Do I have the right thing? It says, I have made you a father of many nations. It's talking about Abraham because he was a prisoner of hope. I made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist, that's the impossible part, as though they were. And that's the doable part. Are y'all here today? Verse 18, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Hallelujah. See, his, his situation, in other words, was contrary to hope. It looked hopeless. It looked impossible. But he, it says, but in hope he believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So hope is always connected to what's been spoken, what's already been said. You know, hope is connected to what's been prophesied, what's been spoken, what's been written. Hope is always because hope, hope connects to something that is tangible. And that, and I think that's what makes it, uh, a good thing and because it's a, a dependable, uh, Whatever you would call hope, a commodity, I don't know. But you can depend on hope because hope won't let you go. Amen. It'll keep holding on to you. Have you ever been in a situation, I know you're not going to tell the truth, but it's okay, where you wanted to stop believing something and you couldn't because hope wouldn't let you. See, that's that anchor or that hook in your jaw, however you want to look at it. But that's that anchor. Amen. And it won't let you go. It'll follow you around until you start believing what it believes. Amen. And it believes what God has already said. Amen. I'm just going to read because it's it's talking about uh, hope and how Abraham had hope. And verse 19 says, "And and not being weak in faith. So he didn't just rely on hope and give up his faith. He kept his faith strong because he stayed in hope. So not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He was a consider not. He considered not his own body. He considered not his own situation. He considered not his age. He considered not when he looked in that mirror and saw his skin, you know, 100 years old skin. I hate to think what it looked like, but he considered it not. He was a prisoner of hope, and he trusted what God had spoken. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And so he staggered not, the Bible says, go down to 20. And he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. When you give glory to God, 
you honor him and you let him know, God, it's hard for me, but I'm hanging in there. Because I know what you told me. I know what you said. And I believe you. I don't even want to quit. There's days when I get up, I I don't feel it. But I'm telling you, Lord, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to obey you. And I'm going to do what you told me to do because I know my victory is around the corner. So you have to talk to yourself. The less you talk to yourself, the harder it is. Well, I, I need to talk to the pastor or I need to talk to my best friend. You need to talk to yourself. Because I found out through life, you know, you are your biggest encourager. You are your your biggest influencer. And so we need to learn to encourage our own selves. We need to talk to ourselves more than we talk to other people. Amen. We really do. Talk to ourselves and, and encourage ourselves. Because I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes people listen to you, but I'm telling you, somewhere in that little meat grinder of theirs, they say, hmm, I don't like that. I like everything except that part. And then they start to try to say and do things to manipulate what you are telling them. But I'm telling you, talk to yourself. Encourage. When you need encouraging, encourage yourself. Talk to yourself. Because hope will continue to encourage you as you encourage yourself. Hope won't hope won't let you go. Amen. Like I said, you you are, are shackled to hope. Amen. And not only does it it uh encourage you, it strengthens you. Amen. It strengthens you. Okay, let's go to Romans. Flip over to Romans five. And we'll start at one. And it talks about how faith will triumph. Your faith will triumph in trouble. Why? Because of hope. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, I'm going to read that again so that we can kind of understand how hope works. It says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope. Hallelujah. Of the glory of God. We rejoice in hope. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. See, you got to understand, you're a prisoner of hope, but you're going through the process. Y'all hear? And that's why it says, (laughs) it says, uh, we also glory in tribulation, knowing tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. So what are you doing? You're going through the process. Amen. God is getting rid of the bad stuff and he's increasing the good stuff so that you can be free. Amen. So you can work for him. Because see, don't forget at the at the end of everything that you go through being a believer is you got to work for God. And he wants 
pure vessels. He wants vessels that's been emptied and full of the spirit. He don't want vessels that's got junk. Amen. Because the oil won't flow. Hallelujah. Okay, so verse 5. Verse 4 says, And perseverance produces character, character hope. Now hope does not disappoint. Are y'all here? Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given us. Amen. So hope is hooked up to to love, walking in love. Sometimes that's the problem. Amen. But let me tell you something about walking in love. Hope will get you there. You hang on to hope. Hope will walk you through love, point some things out to you, keep you encouraged, and you can get your relationship with God solid. Amen. And and come out on top. Come out victorious. You're already victorious, but God wants us to know it and to understand it. And if you have perseverance and and develop character, you'll know who you are in Christ. Amen. Some of us just need to stay on our faces and don't get up until you get up and look in the mirror and look different. Amen. Let's go to First Thessalonians. I want to look different. I want to look more like Christ. That's who we supposed to see when that's what our reflection in a mirror is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like Christ. And so that's why we need the process. There's too many people don't like to they don't like the process. What they do is they start well, I'm not gonna go there. But then they, they want a reason to get off the wheel and they, they use these if you're looking for something, the devil will give it to you. First Thessalonians five verse uh let's see, where am I supposed to be? Verse eight. This is, but let us who are, did I say first? Yeah, first Thessalonians. But let us who are of the day, and that means living, not dead, you're living, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Amen. The hope of salvation is a, as a helmet. So that's where we that's what we want to do. Amen. Let's see. I think I I wrote that down in the message. I don't think I did. But in other words, be alert, be awake, be sensitive and prepared. Cuz the days are evil. Amen. In other words, God is preparing us because we have to contend with the wiles of the enemy. And so you have to know how to handle your daily affairs. Hope helps you do that because it keeps you steady. Amen. You're not all over the place. Our faithful father Abraham hoped against hope and so can we. Amen. And that's why they're in there because it's an, he's an example for us to hope against hope. In other words, don't be looking at how things look. His his situation, not only to me, looked impossible, it was impossible. Amen. But it says he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. 
It means that he didn't stop. He didn't look at his situation and say, oh, wait a minute. How's God going to do that? Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if I can handle this. How's God going to accomplish? He said he just staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Says, but he, he was encouraging himself. And he, it said, the Bible says that he was just, um, obeying God. And he increased his trust in God because he knew that he was going to be the father of many nations. See, he put his faith in what was spoken. And that's what we need to do too. If you don't know what's spoken about you, you need to find out. Amen. Read your word. It tells you exactly what's been spoken about you and you stay encouraged. Amen. Don't give up. You've been, you've been on this rodeo too long. So don't give up. Amen. Stay with God. Don't try to leave God. Now's not the time. Where are you going? Nowhere to go. You can't hide. You can't get away from God. You can't take a vacation from God. There's nowhere to go. They really ain't. Well, I'm going to do it this way and I'm going and you're going to come right have to come right back to God. Amen. Let me take a seat down for a minute. All right. So Job received double. And I think we talked about Job a little bit. He received double for his trouble. Why? Because he hung in there. He stood in there. He, he, what was spoken, he honored. And it was accounted to him as righteousness because he stayed with God. And he, you know, when he got his brain back, because he let the religious people take him on a little cruise. And it was a little cruise of horror. But, well, it was. <laughs> it was because he almost met death. But when he, when he got off that boat, see, we can get confused listening to the wrong people. I'm just telling you. And when you get off that boat, get on the friendship boat, get on the ship, the ship will get off the ship of fools and get on the, the ship of whatever, what's the ship called? Whatever. When you get on God's ship, and you start to trust him, you repent and start to trust him, you get your brain back real quick and, and your life because he was on his way to the big house <laughs> because he listened to the wrong people. Amen. You have to listen to God and honor what God has already said about your situation. Amen. But he got double for his trouble. That's in Job 42.10. If you want to write that down and read it later. Amen. He was rich and has added no sorrow. Hallelujah. And so let's see, where is this one? Talking about Rahab the harlot. I know y'all want to talk about her. She was a prisoner of hope. Amen. And all she had was hope. Amen. She had some other things going on, but they weren't nice. <laughs> but let's go there. Let's see. I think that's in Joshua. Joshua 2. So let's go to Joshua 2. Let's read about Rahab the harlot. She was a prisoner of hope. And it's funny because all the time she was doing little dirty deeds, she was really trusting God. Amen. She was just waiting for an opportunity to to serve God. You know, she didn't want to live the kind of life she was living. She did it to for money. But still... Um, 
you know, God rescued her. Okay, so Joshua 2, did I tell you that? Okay, verse. let's start at verse 1. It's a lot of reading. It says, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men, and you know the story about the spies, from a, what's this, Acacia Grove, to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there, because you know she ran a little in. I'm going to leave it like that. She ran a little in. <coughs> it says, And these two spies that Joshua sent out went there and stayed there. Verse 2 says, And in it told the kings, told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the land. Now, see, these people that work for the king. They they found out, you know, let's just, you know, like the CIA, they've been watching because they, um, you know, this was during times that was close to wartime. So they were watching the spies. And so it says they they went to Rahab and said they came in here. This is what I'm saying. They we tracked these guys and they came in here. So let's see. Verse three. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out the country. And then the woman, um, the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as, as the gate was being shut. Then it was dark and the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. She's telling her story. I don't know where they went. And then quickly for you may overtake them. But she had brought men, she had brought them up the, uh, to the roof and hidden, had hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. And then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Amen. Notice this city had walls. Amen. You need walls. Verse 8. And now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and she said to them, I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror, terror that the terror of you have fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you. For they have heard how the Lord dried up the water at the at the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. See, they, they got a history. Uh, you know, God fights for them. And what do you let's see, where am I at? And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites. Who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. See, in other words, these uh, Joshua's men had a reputation, and they scared of them. They want to catch them, get them out of their country. And she's, she's, uh, she lied to the people. Verse, let's go to verse twelve. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness. 
that you also would show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token as and spare my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, and all that they have delivered our lives from death. And so the men answered her, our lives, our lives for yours. If none of, of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. And then she, and then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall and, and dwelt on the wall. I mean, I'm going to stop right there. Now let's go down to verse 17. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear, unless when you come into the land, you you bind this line of of scarlet cord. Okay. So listen, that scarlet cord. Now he's telling her, in other words, if if it gets dangerous for us, put this scarlet cord in the window or the door. One of the two. Put it outside. Here it is in verse 19. He says, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street will blood his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless and whoever is with you in the house the blood shall be on our head if the if the land if the hand is laid on if a hand is laid on him so let me go back up to 18 unless when we come into the land you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and unless you bring your father your mother your brothers and your father's household you to your own house in other words he's saying this put a scarlet cord in the window when it's dangerous when it's okay to come you know the just move the cord whatever but that cord was a signal what i want you to know is that scarlet scored cord represents the blood of jesus that's what i'm trying to say and that cord that scarlet cord is a symbol of hope and that's what that's why we say that uh this uh, harlot rahab was a prisoner of hope because she lived for hope that's all she had that the industry she worked in gonna leave it like that and the other things that was going on in her personal life she needed hope her hope was in the lord to change and become a christian and live a good and healthy life and so she got a deal with these men of god because she knew their history they were they were joshua's men and she knew that she was on the winning side and that's why she stayed on their side she worked for them and got victory amen so you can finish reading about the scarlet cord but it represents the blood of jesus it represents hope from god the hope of god that will not fail amen see god will not fail you i don't care what what the odds look like you know did he fail the israelites at the red sea even rahab remembered that and she was reminding them of that god that is so powerful and so strong and came through for them 
and it looked impossible. But God says it's doable because he drained the sea and they walked across on dry land. And so she remembered these things and she brought it to their remembrance. And this is one reason why she partnered up with them because she knew they were of God. And she wanted to be on the God side, unlike a lot of people, you know. They don't know, they don't know the history of God and his people, but she knew. And so that, that, uh, scarlet shred or, or thread, it represented the peace of God. It represented a uh, hope and it represented the blood of Jesus. Amen. And this is why she did what she did. She wasn't interested in those men for any other reason. She was interested in them simply because they were on the side of God. Amen. And that's where she wanted to be. <clears throat> she wanted her whole house to come into salvation. And so Rahab was a prisoner of hope because a prisoner of hope knows these things and they hide it in their hearts. Are y'all here? And they understand the process. Amen. And they don't mind paying the price. And so she took her life and her family's life in her hands, but she helped the people of God, and she got victory. Amen. She knew and understood that no weapon that is formed against her will prosper. As long as she was on God's team, she was good. Amen. Now let's read just a teeny bit more about Rahab, but let's go to the book of Hebrew. And it just kind of sums up, because I don't like all that reading. So... I don't. <laughs> so I went to Hebrews, Hebrews 11. Yeah, y'all got that? Did you catch it? Okay. Hebrews 11.31 sums up everything. And see, you don't have to be reading all this stuff. Amen. So let's go there. Hebrews 11, verse 31. But it gives you a good understanding of what she did. And it says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. See, because that was a wicked place, wicked town, wicked everything. She was wicked. Amen. But she was converted in her heart and in her soul. And so it says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Amen. And so anyway, and then it goes on to talk about Barak and Gideon and all these other people who were prisoners of hope because they understood the undertaking of God and his promises and what he planned in their lives. So they all were on the side of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to gird up our loins. First Peter. And then that's the last one. And don't get too happy. Don't shout. <laughs> First Peter 1, verse 13. This is, therefore, gird up your loins. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. See, to be a prisoner of hope, you got to get a clear mind. You have to talk to yourself. Amen. You have to refute uh, these, uh, what do they call them, lies. That come up in your mind. You got to talk to yourself. If you don't, you will go nowhere real quick. And you can't, you have to resist the devil. If you don't resist him, he won't flee. 
The word is true. Resist the devil and he will flee. So we have to do a lot of resisting. Amen. So therefore, gird up your loins, the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope. Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then this goes on obedient as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as you when you were ignorant. But as he who called you is holy, you are to be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy as I am holy. And so hope prepares you for victory. It prepares you to walk with God one on one. It just puts you that much closer to God. Amen. So keep hope. Keep hope in God. Keep what it, what is your hope in? It's in the promises of God. Amen. Is is your your hope is in what's promised. Your hope is in what's written. Now what did God say about you? That's where your hope if you if you do what God told you to do, your hope will grab on to what is written and it'll keep you until that day until you get victory. Amen. Because there's a space between the promise and what is written and then it's all this space into victory. And so in the in between is hope. And this is where you have to lodge and stay and hope will carry you through. Because your faith will draw from that hope and you'll receive whatsoever you say. You'll get your, your mouth together. You'll get your thinking together. You'll start to do whatever it is that God tells you. Start to do exploits for God, really. And you'll start to, uh, you'll be created or you'll change and be, um, have the image of Christ. You'll start looking more like him every day. Because you are more like him every day. Amen. Hope doesn't receive defeat. Do not receive defeat. But God would restore you. Always know that there's a blessing. You're not being made a fool of. Amen. You know, I, I gave this up and that up. You gave it up for a good reason. Because that, that, that lane was going to kill you. Amen. But you, <laughs> was that funny? But you have to. Obey God. And he blesses him. This is what I like about God. He blesses you so much. Amen. And so be like um, that prisoner of hope in Zechariah 9.12. If you would read that and read it in other translations, the good news translation is perfect. If you would do that. I know y'all got them on your, your uh, mobile devices. So if you would read that in different translations, the the uh, message translation is good, but the um, good news translation, that's the best one to me on uh, Zechariah 9.12, being um, just being a, a I don't know. I, I keep wanting to say a good Samaritan, but that's not it is. That's not what it is. But when you are a prisoner of hope, you make choices and you look, you weigh the obvious and you make choices. Make the right choice. Amen. Because God is with you and he's given us just another place of safety where you can make the right decisions 
and decide to go on with God and be blessed, grow, and not be defeated, but you become an undefeated person. And you receive everything that God has for you. Amen. And it's hooked up to grace. God's grace is sufficient for you. And and hope his next door neighbor's grace. Amen. You go through you go through grace with your hope and your um your faith grow and you receive what God has for you. Amen. All right, well you you have to be anchored. Anchored in hope. Amen. You stay afloat. Anchored in hope, you stay afloat. I'm not done yet. <laughs> All right, why don't we stop? Father, we thank you. <laughs> thank you for your word. Amen. We praise you, Lord, and we just bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we are prisoners of hope and we are not ashamed because he who hopes will never be put to shame. Amen. You will never be put to shame as long as you are in hope. You will never be put to shame. And we do thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you reward your people. You you reward your people and you give them double for their trouble. And so we thank you. We receive it in the name of Jesus. We love you. We honor you and we bless you in Jesus name.